0: I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to an all-new episode of Help. I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared. I'm with Vanessa, and we have a very special guest in studio. There's really no introduction needed. You know who she is. For Million Dollar Matchmaker, we have Patty Stanger. Yay! Hey,
1: thanks, guys. Hey. Thanks for having
0: me. Patty, thank you so much Wait, for joining Patty.
1: us. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Vanessa's I on the say, line. I was
2: that- I'm such a, yeah, I'm such a fan of you. First of all, guys, little update. I was. Do you, know, Toronto, that I, do you know that I? Do you know
1: that I? But did you know that I picked you b- from the first episode? That Alon and Bennett, did who you? are the showrunners of The Bachelor, big shout out to them. Yes, um, big They kind of punked yeah, me, them. and they said, "Who do you think's going to win?" And I said, "Vanessa." And it was they were trying to push me in the Corinne field. I said, "He don't go for blondes. He's a brunette guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play me on this." And I would call Daniel and Vinny on the back channel. I come on, you got to tell me. You got to tell me. And they're like, "You're close." But they wouldn't give me any information and I picked you. You were my front runner. But
2: wait, I yeah. love you for that. But when Freddie walked into the studio, I heard her talking about how she wants to set Nick up. Oh, I'm what? Like, no, here's w- wait, wait, wait slow out.
1: down. I have equal opportunity for male and females and all bachelor and bachelor girls are welcome. Olivia Cardi is one of my friends. Brianne, all of them are out there. But um, my assistant saw your ex twice this week at Whole Foods. And girls were swarming, and I think he just likes to walk. I, I'm, next time she sees him, he's going to take off his shirt and walk down the Whole Foods aisle. I mean, that's basically what's happening here. I mean, he's looking good. I would do that, too, if I were him. Okay, so you wouldn't, would you move back? Are you living in L.A.? Or are you still in Canada? Where uh, are you? No, so I'm back,
2: I'm back home in Montreal. Um, this Montreal. Weekend I was
1: in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this weekend I was in Toronto.
2: Right now, I'm in Florida.
1: Wait, what part of Florida? Um, I'm from and- there. Are you from yeah. Lauderdale? I went to University of Miami. I'm from Miami. Oh. All right, so this is what I will do. I will the fix U. you up. The U. Look, Jared knows. I know what's up. Sports guy. I watch sports college football. Guy. I know what's and going I'm on. I'm so old that the the years that they were the number one football team in the world before they took payola... Was when I was there. That's how old I am. But I'm old enough. You all could be my prom children. Oh,
0: stop that yes. now. You don't look a day yeah. over twenty five. But
1: uh, Vanessa, stop. I'm going to fix you up, and, and Jared's going to give me your information, and we're going to we're going to get this party started because I know a lot of Florida guys.
0: Wait a minute, Vanessa. are You saying you're going to go I on Million Dollar Matchmaker?
1: Maybe. Well, no, actually, no, no, no. we might be doing no, match I'm real saying. Matchmaker. Like maybe Bravo will want to do ma- real Matchmaker. Okay. So because I have a feeling that God, you would be really good on Matchmaker. Actually. Yeah, and Jared and, and Ashley right? should come on and give some advice. Oh
0: God, I don't know if we yes, want to. Yes, I would want
1: to. No, because I was there during the Jared and Ashley incident. <laughs> yes, I you have were. Backstory on that. Yes, you were. Yes. I'd love to hear some backstory <laughs> later on. We still
0: got Vanessa on. Okay, so, so
1: Vanessa, I totally will fix you up. I would. I probably give some dating okay. advice. There are a couple of things I didn't like what you do, so I will criticize you a little bit. Oof. there would be criticism Why? involved. Okay, I want to hear this. Let's yes. hear this. Can we do okay. it now? Well, I mean, I deal? just feel like when I feel like Nick is too close to the. To the vest. Like, I feel like we need to get you a warmer guy. You are warm and you were trying to mm. melt that iceberg, and you can't melt an iceberg. So, I'd rather you get someone that water seeks its own level. Sorry, Nick, but I'm telling the truth.
0: Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. Holy moly. Here we go. Tough love. I like it. Um, so, uh, Vanessa, do you have any questions for Patty? Yes. Uh,
2: well, so many questions. So, Patty, when I found out you were coming on, I am such a huge fan of yours. I would watch uh-huh. all the shows. My favorite episode was actually when um, there was someone from TLC that came on.
1: Ch- uh, Chili? Ch- oh, Chili. Yes, 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 Chili. Yeah. She was our yeah, first episode on the celebrity favorite. season. That was funny because that was our yeah. showrunner's idea. Spike Van Breesen, who is the showrunner for The Hills and the City and uh, X Factor and a whole bunch of other stuff. He actually produced a Million Dollar and Millionaire Matchmaker. And he wanted us to sit in on the date and like criticize it. And I no one ever did that before, other yes, than the man that. other than the Manzos, but the Manzos was a lie because nobody knew those two guys, you know, the sons were really the daters. So it was a really exciting episode. Right. And Chili was shocked. She was just shocked. It was really good television. She
2: did- with anyone, so I think she likes someone. Um, she, she about you know, her, like, uh, a lot of these problems,
1: a lot of the problems are is once you're in the bubble, like we all are, it's hard to date down. So, I think when you do mm-hmm. find a normal guy, a civilian, as I like to call it, you really have to want a civilian, but most of us want our own level, so that's another problem. With the our fame level, game. what do you mean? Like, somebody wants to date celebrity? Either celebrity or someone in the business who understands you because well, like a director, exactly. producer, writer, someone who actually knows the way our work schedules are. I get a lot of complaints like, Oh, you're not, you're so busy. But I go through spurts of busy and slow. So I don't have a regular nine to five job like everybody else. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's and so a lot of my the men that I date are like, Oh, I can't handle this and they don't like the carpet or they don't like your businesses that you're in. You know, nobody likes mm-hmm. that I'm a matchmaker. They're jealous I'm gonna trade right. up. Yeah.
0: Interesting. No, that's a fair point. Are
1: you
2: dating anyone right
1: now? No, I'm single right now, so I know what it's like. I'm actually really single. Oh. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm really, really, But you're not going to be single single. for long. I feel like in the next four months, you're going to meet a really good guy. Vanessa, you're single? Yeah. Oh, Jared,
2: I haven't updated you.
0: Oh, yeah. What's going on? Update us.
2: Wait, there's been a boy.
0: There's been a boy. There's been a man.
1: (laughs) Who's the boy? Who's (laughs) the boy?
2: There was someone, well, there was someone um, up in Canada... Up in Canada because I'm in Florida. So up in Canada um, that I, I was dating, but that didn't um, didn't work out. Um,
1: but it didn't work out for the for the for the right reasons, you know. Like we're for the right reasons. Right if I had a nickel. <laughs> okay, wait. Is he Montreal? Is he Montreal or Calgary? Is he Calgary he's, he's Montreal? Canadian. But is he is he Montreal? He's Canadian. Coat Saint he, Luke, he Luke he or Hampstead? Coat Saint he, Luke you know, or Hampstead? Oh my God, Hampstead! Because my ex-boyfriend. Mark Gruber, yes, from Cote St. Luke, and I had plenty of Hampstead boys. Yeah, oh. I grew up in Florida. They all come down to Hollywood nice. on the beach. They used to go to the Diplomat. That's where everyone, well, I'm in Fort Lauderdale today, and I was shopping at Publix, and someone was like, oh, my God, Vanessa, I'm from
2: Montreal. I'm like, what? There's so many people from Montreal and Fort Lauderdale. And I just broke up with somebody okay, from
1: Montreal okay. who lived in Calgary. I just, I don't know. Oh, some, they're like really, by the that's way, Montreal guys can really kiss just putting that on the map. Oh, they know how to okay. French kiss, like.
0: Well, I was about Cal- to say most Cal- of it's European.
1: California guys cannot kiss. So I don't know what the story is. Yeah, but like.
0: there's a huge French Jared, population in Montreal. But
1: Jared can kiss, so maybe Jared's going to give kissing lessons.
0: Damn right, girl.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. You can kiss. National
0: TV, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Patty. So, uh, Patty, what's new? So, you said you're single right now. So I'm single right now. So, what's going on in your life?
1: Well, I took a break off television for a year. I know that's not shocking. And I went into the scripted, and there's going to be something really huge that will be announced in the next two weeks in scripted television. That's very exciting. And um, some other things on my website. We're about building my website right now to okay. make it an informational membership channel. You can go to pattyknows.com, register. It'll be launched in the next, probably by Valentine's of next year. And it's really going to be, it's going to be like where I give webinars and I give you, I'm going to call you personally and give you advice. A lot of of products. We have Attracting a Soulmate. We have the Millionaire Secret Talks with Joe Vitelli from The Secret, How to Become a Millionaire Mm -hmm. for Business. And then we also have Patty's Playbook, which you're going to listen to every day and you're going to be able to get married in a year. All the men are going to hate us. In a year? I'm going to teach them how to rope that ring in.
0: Wait, you're gonna teach the guys or you can teach girls.
1: Girls, but I have guy stuff. The Millionaire Secret Talk is really for the guys so they can become rich. Make them to so you teach want men the guys to become, to become rich,
0: and then you pointer. want the girls to marry those rich guys.
1: Absolutely. oh, can I say that? Oh, we're on a you podcast. Can say it. We can it. We're on iHeart. We're an fine. We're fine. We're, we're a, good. It's like Bravo. We're on iHeart. I can right? f, f it. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, we'll believe that right out. Don't Do you worry have, about that.
1: Don't Do I, have, I have one? have millionaire women as well. Yes, we have millionaire women too, which is really hard because they never want to date down. They want Bill Gates that looks like Brad Pitt. Like that doesn't exist. Get a life. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, because there's so many of them running around. Have you looked at the Forbes 400? They're 90. Okay, and other than Kylie Jenner, which is, you know. Right.
2: Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, so you okay. said it's launching in Valentine's Day next yeah, year? Yeah,
1: but you can. what you're going to do is you're going to register now. In the next six months, I might personally call you. I might do a webinar. We're doing little things along the way, but the official launch is probably 2019 Valentine's Day because it'll have everything on this one site. So we're, getting, we're, we're launching soon.
0: And I noticed when I said Million uh, Dollar Matchmaker, you just said Matchmaker. Well,
1: I mean, I love we... Thanks, Mark Juris. I love you. We, I love We, but Matchmaker is really where I was known for. It's a mm-hmm. different kind of show. So oh. it was what she uh-huh. was describing was chilly. It's not the same show as Million Dollar Matchmaker, which is what Ashley was on. Yes. And there is the original and the authentic to that show that is still iconic. It's in 200 countries. It's on Hulu and Amazon. Um, Bravo was so wonderful to me during that period. And I kind of miss it. It's like going back to high school. I miss my old team. Yeah, it's your home. You know? But I still love We. It's just a different energy. Yeah. My audience really, to be honest with you, is at Bravo. I mean, I have to be honest. That was a bigger audience and it was our Mm -hmm. real audience. We started that network, me, Jeff, and Vicky. It was like we were the first three shows. You know, on the air before Kathy and the and inside the Actors Studio and Andy's show, so yeah. we were one of the originals. So I still miss that place.
0: Yeah, I that's all. You can always go yeah, back to. Her. I could
1: always go back, but I mean, I I love the fact that Bravo has grown so much over that's the years, huge. and my friends are all stars now, mm-hmm. and the ratings are amazing. And Frances was my development. But I think she was my vice president at the time. Now she's president of the network, and she made that network go with Shari Levine. Who's my Who's my VP? Mm-hmm. And they really did an amazing job because you have to realize we We had a point where we we're in this building. We're in this building in Burbank, and Bravo was in this building, and they didn't have receptionists. You had to knock on the door and buzz, and there was nobody there. And now I look at it, and they're huge. They're universal now, you know. Yeah, right. Holy crap! Yeah.
0: Um, so. Uh, what was I going to say? So you're a third generation matchmaker, correct? That's what mm-hmm. you're known for. Mm-hmm. How did you even get into the matchmaking business?
1: My my grandmother, and my mother did it for the local temple, and I like I was Jewish and I in Jersey, and I liked all the Goyim boys, all the non Jewish boys, all the blonde, all American, Aryan types. So I went to Christchurch dance uh, with my girlfriends no. who were Jewish, and we liked these Gentile boys. So I was fixing all my friends up, and the priest came over and he was like, "You know, this is a job. You need to do this for a living. You're really good at this." And I went. I am. And as things went on, my mother and my grandmother were getting really busy with mm-hmm. their business. And then I went to work for Great Expectations, the largest dating service in Florida, in Boca and in Miami. And that's how I learned the business.
0: And you're so known for tough love, but you're the sweetest person ever. You give off such warm vibes. I was a little nervous coming in. I know because
1: I remember your text, Jared. Oh, that was so <laughs> my I, text? Read, I read all your texts from Ashley when you were on the, when she was on the show.
0: Well, I don't even remember what I, I said. I stole
1: the phone from her and she flipped out on me. And I'm going like to tell you something psychically. I acting? saw with the two of you. What? Okay, so this is the truth. Ashley, All right, well, let's
0: give a little. So Ashley okay, was on Million Dollar okay. okay, Matchmaker. Okay,
1: so Ashley was a million dollar matchmaker. This is and, two I and years ago. Probably like three years ago, and Holy she crap. was she was madly in love with Jared. Okay. And they told me her dog had died and, don't, and don't mention timing. the J word. Don't mention the J word. And I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? So my showrunner got a little tough on her and she, of course, started to cry. You know, she's crying virgin and all that. Aww. And I said, Ashley, give me your phone. Who's calling you? And she goes, you know who? And I go, give me the phone. I started reading the text. I said, he likes you. And she goes, no, he doesn't. He doesn't want me. And I said, no, you're wrong. I said, you need to start dating someone else because this is the type of person that's going to get jealous and steal you from the guy. Oh. True story ask her that. It's on tape. We might have not put it in edit, but it was there. And she said, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're right. So I'm going to get you this really hot guy. We're going to cut his hair. I don't know if you're going to end up with him, but Janet's going to be really jealous. So I was doing it to make you jealous. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. It would have worked. And, and So at the time, you know, I said to her, look, astrologically, because I do astrology, you were fated the two of them to meet, and you were fated to end up together. But he doesn't realize at the time that he met you that you're the soulmate. It might take three years later.
0: Well, I think also with Ashley specifically, it was more Of the idea of who I should be with. My entire life, I always thought I should be with someone quiet and shy. And like, that was the type that I was always attracted to. And I always saw myself ending up with. So when Mm -hmm. I met Ashley, it was like, no, this is loud and proud. She's like the the (laughs) complete opposite of any girl I've dated or any girl I could ever see myself with. So Mm -hmm. while we got along and it was great, I was like, I was always fighting it my entire life. And then there came a point, I think, when things changed. And it wasn't so much because of that anymore. And it was so much more. But you got to
1: admit you were jealous of Kevin. Come on. Be oh, real. I was. So oh, tell I've, the girls. So tell oh, the was. girls out there that sometimes a guy doesn't know that they got it, and you know until they lose it.
0: Yeah, well, I think I, I absolutely agree. What I'm saying with that though is that I think a lot of guys will never admit it, and I'm just kind of a not an exception to the rule, but I've realized that I might be a rarity to actually say. I didn't feel good enough to be with Ashley until I realized that I needed to put my insecurities aside. No, this is a true story. No, I
1: love him even more. Well,
0: it's just a true story is that, like, if I didn't face those insecurities and doubts, I would never be with Ashley because that was kind of
1: controlling my life. You know what? You need to do boot camps for men.
0: Uh, Ashley has mentioned this before. No, but-
1: I'm not kidding. You would give greater relationship site and do boot camps for men. Like, my biggest problem when I would have clients on, like, I'll give you an example. Vinny's like my baby. Vinny so is Vinny, the greatest Vinny, guy ever. Vinny is one of my best friends, okay? So Vinny was a cliff diver. Everybody falls in love with everything. And he was opposite of Daniel. And Daniel was like, I don't love anyone, you know? Because Daniel was all like, you gotta look like a certain look. And then when I put them at the mixer, Daniel picks not the most attractive girl that we had there because there were way pretty girls there. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And he goes, because she wasn't hungry. And so this is a thing that I'm learning with with you, Vanessa. You have to learn that the men can smell the chum in the water. They are sharks. Pull back a little. Mm -hmm. Just pull back a little. What do you mean
2: by hungry? Like, Like, in other words, like, he
1: picked the girl that wasn't the prettiest because she wasn't running after him. She wasn't chasing him. He had to ask her questions. It was—she was very evasive. And everybody else was like, Daniel, 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 Daniel. Like, because they had seen him on The Bachelor. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't even know what The Bachelor is. She careless.
0: People love The Chase. So
1: my issue is that I— I have to be the one that has to be the go-getter because people
2: think like, oh, my God, there's a lineup of men. There isn't. Like, I have to be the one that has
1: to have the ball. You sound like Olivia. Olivia says the same thing. Hmm. Okay. No, listen, you're doing it wrong. If there's, look, do you want a lot of men or do you want one man?
2: I want a man. Okay. Do you want I the man? Like no, you don't want I a man. Don't...
1: You want the man that's right for you. So in order to get the man that's right for okay. you, he has to show up as the alpha for you to become the beta. If you become the alpha, he's going to become the beta, and then you're going to lose interest because you're chasing. It's exhausting to chase. After a full day of hair and it makeup is. and getting your nails done, do you really want to chase? No. No. Okay, so so what you that. get that's in the beginning retired. is what you get in the end. So then you end up you're going to do all the work in the relationship, plus have the children and take care of the kids. You want to do it all? Because right. by thirty right. you'll be no. dead. No. So that's not what you do. Yeah, but aren't I, you oh, also girl, saying? I'm turning thirty-one.
0: But aren't you also telling Vanessa at the same time that she needs to pull back a little bit to kind of create a chase?
1: Yes, exactly. Which is what I was well, saying. I, I, but I do, but but that's the thing, mm, I, I do. not feel you do if, that. If, if if my c- intuition doesn't tell
2: me If that. I completely pull back, then there's going to be no one there.
1: No, not pull back where you don't answer the phone or not responsive in communication, but, like, if you go online, you wait for them to hit you up. You can pick on Bumble, and you can pick on uh, Tinder and say hi on Bumble and pull back and let him ask you for the number. If he gives you his number, you say, I'm kind of old school. I prefer you to call me because if he calls you, that's showing. You know, out of, like, if I'm on Bumble and I give five numbers out, my number out to five guys, two will show up calling me the rest will just like because they gave me their number and I'm like dude I'm not chasing you. right? like that's the end of that so, if you want me you call me you're the you're girl not the boy facing. he who has the penis does the chasing the penis does, so the, the, chasing. Okay.
0: The, penis does okay. the chasing I'm writing this down
1: okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna penis <laughs>
0: does chasing
1: remember <laughs> oh. the penis goes inside the vagina you're the receiver they're oh. the giver I, hold on I gotta so take more notes So you telling me hour. what'd you say Ben what'd you say I said it's been so long. Is that how it works? I but think remember. about it. It's biology. Um, the technology has changed, but not the biology. Men are still the men. And if you allow them to have the eleven o'clock hookup, or you allow them to you ask out and set the weekend dates, or make the reservations, or check in when you travel at the airport, you become the man, and then you are never going to come back from that as the as the man. Right. They're always going to be the woman. Well,
0: right. I think men in general just want to provide. Right. Like, they want to be the alpha. But you're
1: Scorpio, right? Because I remember you're Scorpio. So Scorpios are very strong in that genre. They have emotional side to them. But they also, to a Pisces, who's very intuitive and psychic, like, she's super psychic, Mm -hmm. Ashley, and very sensitive, and that's why she cries a lot. So a Scorpio man's going to want to take and provide for his sensitive Pisces woman. Mm -hmm. If the Pisces is the alpha, the Scorpio would run away. It would be disgusting for a Scorpio. But
0: it's so interesting because now that Ashley and I have been dating and engaged, she's she's the alpha. And I'm the baby. But
1: she's in Bridezilla mode.
0: It's not in Bridezilla mode. It's just more <laughs> so like I don't know if it's a Scorpio in me because but I'm I've always I'm very easygoing. right and so like Ashley needs someone who's like that because she's very controlling her life so she'll just tell me what to do a lot of times I'm like okay that's fine I don't but care. you know
1: she's also was she was she raised on the East Coast or here yeah
0: East Coast Virginia. and she's Italian Virginia. right she's Italian yeah, yeah so dad. that's why
1: so it's it's the Jewish Italian thing on the East Coast ah, where we're all right. like all right we got you now let me just handle everything I'll do it better I'll make a better reservation I'll make a better this better that well I'll
0: do things for her obviously, yeah, I'll take, obviously. Like, You're there's not like that areas easy. where I'm controlling and there's areas where she's controlling, she got but- the
1: ring you 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 get a free pass for a whole year year you just sit back and let her do everything because that ring you know is so expensive okay
0: i know bada bing bada well i knew as soon as we started dating i needed to put a ring on it fast but but you realize when you get the
1: ring you're going to get everything for the year lots of it's
0: gonna be a good year i do have to
1: leave but Patty, right before right before i leave uh,
2: if i'm a libra what kind of um oh aquarius and gemini
1: aquarius gemini sagittarius and leo those five Aquarius, but remember, but remember, every sign has a component of Mars, Venus, Moon, Uh all the personal planets. So you might get a Capricorn with Leo rising. You might get a Cancer with Moon and Venus. You know, it depends where your chart's laid out. I have to do your chart. So when you get my number, I'll look at your chart and I'll tell you when the progressions are, when when you're gonna the peak periods to look for men.
3: Oh
2: girl, I, okay. I definitely need your contact info, Derek. Can you give her my? Of um, course, my, I
1: will pass on contact info. Cherry's oh not god. gonna like let me leave without that. I Come on, this was the whole podcast. Come uh, on, please now. Don't. All right, now I gotta go do my anti duties.
0: Now, Vanessa, before you go, I have to ask you and Patty one great question. Okay. Uh, how you know, like, why is great healthy hair important to you?
1: Oh my god, it's everything. Come on now, isn't it everything? everything? If the if you have a bad hair day, you might as well just kill yourself. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, no I mean, and thick hair, and you want hair to grow on top, and the reason is because everybody's wearing extensions and wigs, So when you see Beyonce or see Rihanna or see any of these chicks running around with these big hair, nobody has hair like that. Ashley's one of the few.
0: Which celebrity has the best hair?
1: Oh, oh, well, I just saw Khloe Kardashian yesterday, and I thought her hair looked super sexy, blonde, and amazing. Like, she had thick, she had that thick blonde, you know, surfer hairdo, and I really liked it.
2: I love, since we're on the topic of hair, I love... Sugar bear hair. Um, it's the vitamins that I take twice a day. Everyone keeps asking me why my hair is super long, thick, and healthy and shiny. I've been taking these things for about a year now. You guys probably saw it on my Instagram page. I keep raving about it. There's a couple of other my friends too that keep talking about it. They're great for all hair types. Um, for all genders as well. And they're, they taste so delicious. Darren, have you tried them?
0: Oh, my God. Of course. Patty and I were just talking about it. I can't help myself. Oh, my
1: God. I'm addicted. I actually buy them and I didn't get them free. So I put them on my purse when I travel and when I'm going out in the day.
0: Patty, you are dedicated and they taste wonderful. And I may have stole some from Ashley and and had a couple. But
1: like I don't think it's a male female thing. I, know, I think Dad. it's look, men need it more than ever because they're getting that monk do on top and the receding hairline. The
0: monk do? What's the monk the do? The little
1: circle Ooh. on the top of their head. Oh, and they te- if you've got a lot of testosterone, you know, you're gonna yeah, shed you're gonna shed.
0: Oh god, I'm shedding. I need no, I need Jared, some you have like hair.
1: amazing hair. So oh, definitely Patty, sugar bear is sugar bears, bear's working, clearly. It's
0: working perfectly. You know the sugar bear hair has much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. There's nutrients in sugar bear hair. Fans also found out their nails and squi- skin quality yeah. improve over time from sugar bear hair. Yo,
1: it's whenever you take like a vitamin, your nails grow fast.
0: Holy crap! Yeah. I didn't even know this. Sugar yeah. bear hair is the best thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, if you go to sugarbearhair.com/help, you can go there for beautiful, uh, beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com/help. Uh, go check it out today. For healthier hair, uh, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming in. I know you have to do thank your you. aunt duties. Yes, I
2: got to do my aunt duties. I'm going to go take my sugar-free hair pills now, and that's
0: for the day. All right, perfect. Thanks, Bye, Vanessa. Vanessa
1: I'll talk to you later, Patty. It was so nice to okay. Me. Gonna gonna down down Latter- Latter- d- you. Okay, I'm going to be down at Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to be down in Fort Lauderdale in September, so we'll hang. Okay. Come to come to Hamstead and Code St. Luke. I will. We'll I will. Oh now. my God. Or Calgary.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks, Vanessa.
1: Those Canadian okay, okay. boys, Bye, man.
0: So Patty, you gonna hook up Vanessa? What's going on? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna find somebody for Vanessa. I have all my bachelor girls. Like all of them. Oh, I have I have a lot of them. Oh, we gotta
0: do Olivia too. Yeah,
1: we gotta do Olivia. Olivia's, Olivia's a Olivia best. finally moved to Seattle. Um, I like that place better for her than than like, you know, Nashville. New York? Well, Nashville. She was in
0: She went from New York to Nashville and now she's in Seattle. Yeah, she's I like been hopping Se- all around. But I
1: like Seattle. I mean, I like it's got a more of an a quieter energy and she's like hike girl and it's a good place for her. I I've never she,
0: been, so I can't tell. It's
1: beautiful. I used to work there, so it's beautiful. Ooh. And then you can go to Vancouver from there because you can take the little ferry over.
0: Yeah, one of my best friends lived in yeah. Vancouver. He actually, random story, one of my best friends met his mm-hmm. fiance, future wife, in Vegas. We went to a Vegas trip in 2014. Met her on the first day we were out. We were out at, like, the Venetian, I think. Exchanged phone numbers. They never spoke. We were there for three nights. Never saw each other again. He got back home. She texted him and said, hey, you still in Vegas? He said no. They started texting, calling each other, FaceTiming. He was actually going to Seattle to visit family. She lives in Vancouver. They met halfway, spent a weekend together. He came back and was like, this girl's amazing. They visited each other one more time. They became back boyfriend-girlfriend. They did long distance for a year and a half. It's got to be the
1: Canadian thing. It's
0: unbelievable. He moved to Vancouver, and then they got engaged a year later.
1: The Canadians are so grateful when you, like, date them. Well, they are. They're really sweet, and they're super nice.
0: They are very nice. Caitlin Bristol is <laughs> Canadian. She was my bachelorette. Yeah, the go. sweetest girl you ever meet. Vanessa's amazing. There's yeah. a lot of good Canadians out there. A lot of good there.
1: Canadians out there. A lot though. of
0: good Canadians. Um, so, yeah. So, you had Ashley on your show right. two and a half years ago. Right. I vividly remember this. You called me a douche, which is fun. Oh, I only uh, called you a douche because, because- understandable. But I
1: was getting- I wanted to get you rolled up because every time- I said, if he didn't care- Look, here's the thing. If she was coming on the show, mm-hmm. we wanted you on- you didn't want to come on. Um, that was your prerogative.
0: I didn't. I never got asked to go on. Uh, I
1: asked. I, well, maybe she didn't want you on. I didn't know she was she, filming. I wanted. I wanted you on to discuss what she felt <clears throat> for you, so we could transform that into a new guy. And I wanted you to be her coach. But she might have not wanted you. On. She might have been embarrassed.
0: I didn't. I then, didn't know she was going okay. on. She called me halfway through filming. Oh. that's why when you said yeah. like, I remember you say something she, like I, I contacted her. And I was like, no, she called okay. me halfway through. Feeling she, lo-
1: she was feeling really awful. Yeah,
0: she uh, she called me and she's like, listen, I got to tell you something. Your name's going to be mentioned on Millionaire Matchmaker. I I'm a million name. dollar matchmaker. Huh. We, didn't,
1: we didn't say your name. No, you though. didn't
0: say your name. But she was like, I just got to give you a heads up. Like, I don't really know when this is going to air. I don't know what's going on. But like you, they're talking about you and I feel like I should give you a heads up. And then that was awful. I was when- very
1: pre- I was very good, good not to say your name because we wouldn't say we called it the J word. We weren't allowed to say it.
0: Um, yeah. the J word, God, my reputation proceeds. me, But here's the
1: thing, when he was texting, I'd read his text, and they were super sweet and super considerate, and I said, if he really didn't want you, he'd help you find love.
0: Oh, no, of course. Well, the thing is, like, I always told Ashley to date, and, like, I always knew, listen, I always knew that I ha- might have to live with the consequences of my actions one day, because I, like <laughs> I said, like, the reasons why Ashley and I weren't dating... Sh- changed over time and I don't think that's absurd to say because we were friends for two and a half years but you spent
1: Um, a lot of time with her all the time right you were like best friends
0: oh yeah and then there came a time like after Bachelor in Paradise season three with the whole Kayla and I situation it didn't work out like I kind of just went into a hole because I was like I love spending time with Ashley but there's no way I can go back to like even admitting I have feelings to her or admitting that I was confused in any way because how could I possibly do that to someone after everything that's happened? Because the only reason I wanted her to go on Bachelor in Paradise 3 was to date other people for a multitude of reasons. One, so we could figure this out because I always knew that there was going to have to come a time in Ashley and my relationship where it was going to like go in one of two directions. Mm-hmm. And if I was being completely honest, even when she was filming Million Dollar Matchmaker, of course, like I had confused feelings about Ashley.
1: But you know, what's really weird is that Daniel, Vinny, I don't even know if I asked Nick, they they didn't know this was the way it was going to go down. No, like, I like, never told like, I, I remember when I called Vinny, and he goes, "I know, I'm in shock too." And she he talked to Nick, and he said to me, "I can't believe this," because you were jumping on the couch like Tom Cruise style, and oh, I yeah. was like, "I was like, what?" I, I've never I, was been like, happy. There, I call it the Bachelor miracle, and I say there are miracles in this world. I use you guys as the miracle.
0: I played this Even song, if you Aquas get divorced,
1: matches. which I don't think you ever will, I think you'll have children and go on to old oh, age. Ashley I never. always I always say like this is the miracle because there's always an exception to the rule. Uh, he's not he's not that into you Greg is out there he's coming on yeah. and he, he wrote that book and whenever I think of the movie I think the exception to the rule right we was talk about that yes. you're the exception to the rule I so if there's one of you there's gotta be more of you
0: there is more of me I think the problem with guys though is that they want to put on this facade that they have everything mm-hmm. like together and they know exactly what they're doing and they don't want to like be perceived as vulnerable in any way and I realized specifically with what happened over winter games before like you know when I first found out everything that I need to really open myself up I mean that was up. pretty
1: amazing that Kevin came after her like that was pretty I
0: have not watched the show I mean, so, I, obviously, mean I, I for look, obvious reasons it's
1: not, it's not that it, it, look she had been long hard known as a virgin out there and that's her business and it wasn't a religious thing so I was like god someone's gotta pop that cherry someone's gotta get in there and I was praying for it because I felt like she'd calmed down But I was like, I didn't know that it was going to come back to you. And I was like, when Kevin came in, I'm like, oh, he's a cute dude. This is a nice guy. Like when they went to Disneyland, I was like, oh, this is really sweet. Yeah. You know, like I didn't see anything negative. That's why it was so exciting.
0: Uh, Yeah. So exciting. It was very exciting. I can't wait for the wedding. I'm
1: very excited for the wedding, too.
0: We're thinking next year at some point. All right, let's answer an email. Okay. Uh, we want to answer one email while you're still okay, here. Sure, so this sure. is from Anonymous. a okay. title is Not Enough Sex. Oh, boy. Oh, I
1: had I had this with a very famous celebrity, which I won't tell you their name. Said, oh, come on. Who's, drop it. I can't. Dropped a gorgeous, a gorgeous wife. They're like 15 years in age difference. And he said to me, I never have sex with my wife. Oh. And I said, how is it possible? But you two, like, ooh, sexuality on Instagram. And he said to me, I know. I don't know what to do about it. So- I thought long and hard. I went to my sex experts. Mm-hmm. We have Dr. Emily, who is on my website at Patty Knows. If you need sex um, information, she used to be the sidekick with Dr. Drew and Loveline. And the thing is, if you're in a relationship and you're not having sex, there's something wrong. If you're single... You just got to do the thing, you know, right hand versus the vibrator. If there's nothing you can do, I don't know if it's male or female. But when it comes to relationships, you have to find out why. Are you not making a priority time? A lot of people can't do it in the home. Phones ringing, kids around, whatever. Roommates, whatever it is. Television. Television's a big distraction. I mean, Netflix has ruined my relationships. I don't know about yours. And I think you have to go out like to the woods and do a picnic or like go to you know go to a, a romantic getaway or do a staycation or something that you've got to put in effort and plan it I think you people, can't be like just like you know you're just gonna it's gonna magically happen and I, come back
0: I, I agree I think people feel awkward planning sex I think specifically men feel awkward planning there's sex there's nothing wrong with it I don't think there's anything wrong with it either but there is this... I have an
1: appointment on Saturday with someone that I Ooh, you know clean up my pipes every I have an appointment that's amazing I clean up my pipes every so often why did you
0: say Netflix ruined your relationship
1: well because I was really funny when it first came up me and my ex were obsessed with it and we were like we would binge watch shows and you know you didn't get one show a week like I remember when 24 first came out I was like oh this was our show but we watched it once a week so we once watched a marathon with commercials you know it was like because we didn't mm-hmm. have Netflix then Netflix came along and I was like oh my god we never have to leave the room we'll just go through this and then you're tired and you go to sleep
0: and Netflix ruined my sex. Yeah. Um, but now right.
1: Netflix has made it better for me because now that I'm dating it's like come over and Netflix and maybe Netflix we, and maybe chill. we'll chill.
0: Maybe we'll chill. That's
1: what your t-shirts say. I gave them Matchmaker and Chill t-shirts. I know, so you crew can watch, shirts are the best. So you can watch Matchmaker on Hulu or uh, Amazon or iTunes or even Bravo. All right, so this, and be- is, binge from, watch it.
0: this is from Anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, subject line, not enough sex. My boyfriend and I have been together for one year and eight months. I'm 25, he is 32. He is a doctor, so his work field could get challenging and stressful, which makes me considerate of him, but I feel like we aren't intimate any, uh, enough.
1: Well, that's a really hard thing when you got a doctor. I know. So, the hours of a doctor are impossible. It's worse than a lawyer Mm -hmm. um, because they have to stand on their feet all day long. So, Mm -hmm. they're exhausted by the time they come home. And when they're eating a snack, a peanut, a this, a that, they don't get full meals, you know, cafeteria food. So, what I would do is I would open the gates with a romantic meal. He probably hasn't been fed in a long time Mm -hmm. and feed the beast. Feed the beast. Feed the beast unbutton his pants and let him go to town
0: <laughs> Well she says at first I thought it was all in my head and I was exaggerating but when I shared with my girlfriends that we have sex about every three weeks sometimes it goes over the one month mark they said that they are sexually active with their partner at least twice a week for contact purposes my boyfriend and I usually see each other every other weekends uh, am I crazy I've talked to him about this and he says that it's not that I'm des- it's not that I'm not desirable but rather that he's tired. Could it be lack of sex drive on his part? Help, I suck at dating. Patty, I think you hit it on <laughs> the head right there.
1: You guys don't really suck at it, though. You know that, right? You're pretty good. I mean, uh, the show so, title needs to be changed because you're pretty freaking good.
0: Well, I, would lucky. A,
1: I would hire you in a minute.
0: Oh, thanks, Patty. Maybe. Well, I'm very lucky that I have a wonderful girl and that I, like, came to realize, not realize that, but, like, actually go is, for D, is it. Dean, is Dean
1: really bad now? So do I still no, have, Dean's not, do Dean I have to suck. soothe him because he's in Venice? I can actually make a house call. I know. Well, he's not he here right now. He lives to me. But you know?
0: Oh, you're in Venice. Too? I'm in Marina. Nick's in Venice. Yeah. Oh, you know oh, this. Wait, that's Nick right.
1: moved to Venice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why he's at Rose Whole yes, Foods. Yes. Yep. Oh, Nick, give so, me a call. Oh, we boy. need to talk. I know everybody in that hood.
0: I would love all for you his to set age, up all Nick. his
1: age group. Yeah. Uh, all that, the hotties.
0: Yeah. You got to get him, Dean. Nick.
1: And, and Nick, you need to switch to Irwan. You know that, right? Because Irwan's got where all the hot surfer girls are.
0: Oh, Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give him the heads yeah. up on that. Not one. that
1: we don't love Whole Foods, love Whole Foods, but I'm just telling you, Irwan's like where it's a little. It's a subculture thing that they have. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. totally. Uh, Dean definitely doesn't suck at dating. I think you know, just Dean. You know, it's it's Dean. He's so
1: gorgeous. He's
0: one of the most beautiful men. Beautiful men I've ever
1: seen. You're making a face. Is your producers are making a face? Dean is incredibly beautiful, but he is not great with dating. Um, he he, he did ask. Work me, to do. He asked he's... me a lot of questions last time I was with him. He kept saying to me, "Did I do this?" I, I said, "You know, you're being a little overly confident here. You're being a little yeah. cocky there. There's a cockiness where Nick is cold. So there's like, you know, they almost need to warm up. I need to warm them up and gel them up.
0: Oh, and so you're saying that Nick is cold, oh. and then Dean is cocky.
1: Yeah, and maybe, and I think I think Daniel needs to move to L.A. and get out of where he's at. He uh, needs to move here.
0: I would agree with that because
1: I don't think Daniel's going to find true love. Up, up north? Why not? I just don't feel it. Where you know, Vinny actually has this girlfriend that's exactly like I thought he would end up with. Yeah, has got she's a gorgeous, great. She's super sweet. She's smart. She's in med school. Whatever. It's like, she's a smart kid. So I feel like East Coast, they're fine. I just feel like Danny needs to get here with the rest of them.
0: Yeah, I would and, agree. You know, how would you? Uh, what would you say about me?
1: You're gonna be. You're gonna be like pop mama and pop. You probably will be like Carly. <laughs> And her husband, what's Evan? His, Evan, because they're like the poster children for like I got married, I got kids, we got a family. I'm living. Where do they live? Nashville. Uh,
0: they it? live in Nashville. Yeah. yeah,
1: like they live in Nashville, and it's like they are the poster people for like this. You know, Alon told me the story that how Carly didn't like him.
0: Yeah, well, that was played <laughs> Car- out on paradise. So
1: the, the showrunner told me story that he they, that the she she didn't like you know him, and Evan was like really really upset and, like, really liked her. True, Leo, wouldn't give up. And he said to her, look, this is the best you're going to do. And then she just kind of relaxed and went for it.
0: Well, that I think, yeah, I think she eased her mind. And she opened up that door of the possibility of dating Evan. And once that door was open, Evan just Because that kiss through. was
1: bad, right, in the beginning. Well, and then they, they had, had that work, date
0: where they had that, like, um, they had to work on it. the longest kiss with, like, chili peppers mm-hmm. in their mouth. And it was just That's not, not really a good a kiss. kiss. No, it was but not the, a good kiss. But the
1: way Carly and Evan are, and, like, when she sings her lullabies to her kids, I'm obsessed with their personalities together. Yeah. I just oh, love them.
0: I agree. I think Carly and Evan and then Tanner and Jade are my 2 Oh, Tanner, child. too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tanner. Tanner and Janet. Yeah. Jan- 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 Yeah, Yeah, Janet. Actually, I forget Janet. Janet, right? Janet, yeah.
0: Because it's Jade, Jade Janet.
1: Yeah, I like them. I mean, there's like Rachel. I think Rachel's going to have a good marriage. I think Rachel he really, I really think, well, Rachel was tweeting me the whole time and she's like, Am I doing good? And I'm like, Yeah, don't go for the personal trainer. He's not going to give you marriage. Like, Which like, one's the
0: personal trainer? But what
1: was the guy's name? Peter? That, Peter? Peter yeah, Peter. I was like, oh. No, please don't make him the bachelor because he's so scared of marriage. <laughs> like, I was like, don't make him the bachelor, please. Oh, this is amazing. I was like, Mike Fleisch, please, please don't make him the bachelor. I was like, so freaked out. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, because if they had done that, I was like, he's never going to propose he He's going to be like the twin guy the guy who was one of the twins
0: who's do you remember the, the one guy? that he had
1: twin he was twins and he was a jerk and he came on twice i don't know i gotta look you know and, so much bachelor i know bachelor stuff, history it's crazy well, i, I want to hear the true story so in the beginning when mike was making the show i casted it for three years for you guys like for free yeah i out. didn't want to he wanted to pay me but i just said here and so alma was one of the girls on the show she was one of my girls it was really it was really stormtroopers i like to call her and it was an epic season where you had two bachelors and they were older they were not younger divorce guys and alma got a phone i don't know how she did it from one of the producers she calls me nine one one. she goes i don't like anyone i don't want to be here and it's like six it was six weeks then in the house mm. and i said just walk out a restaurant chris will let you do it and he, she because i love chris and she goes do you think and she's the first in history that walks out. goes i'm not attracted to either one of you and i'm leaving holy crap yeah and that was in the beginning yeah, because I know Why a lot of history. Why the hell have you been on the show? I don't know, Mike Fleiss. Why haven't I? Everybody else likes me, Darnell and Brooke and all them.
0: So what if they were like, hey, listen, we can't make you the Bachelorette, but we want you on. Oh, the Oh, I would come
1: on as an expert. Chris and I get a really long, really well, and I probably charge them a thing because I'm obsessed with the show, and I'd fly to Maui, Mike, to meet you.
0: I would want. I you think on...
1: Mike is the only person I have to. Re- I haven't met.
0: You haven't met Fleiss.
1: I haven't met Fleiss, oh, and I'm you dying to meet him. him. I'm dying uh, to meet him. I would love. I'm to see a you fan of Paradise. Of giving it. wanted to do. He wanted to bring. We're talking about me to with them, and we talked a lot. Because I just love the franchise. I'm, I'm Rob Mills is my favorite person in the whole world, you know, at ABC. Wow. I love all those guys.
0: Oh, it's so cool. Well, it's so great meeting yeah, you. Thank you so much for nice coming in, Patty. You're so amazing. I was a little nervous for you coming in. No. I was like, she's going to yell at me. No, she's going to beat me down. No, like, so i It's going to be horrible. This uh, wedding's
1: going to be awesome. I'm
0: super excited, too. I'm a very lucky and, you guy. Know, I'm Ashley's so amazing. happy
1: that Ashley got her dream because you have no idea. I saw the pain and suffering. I was like, thank you, God. It was, a good one. Uh, it
0: was a rocky road there for a couple of years for both of us, but we're very lucky that we kind of came together. Now you and just got to spread.
1: Your, see, the thing is, the two of you doing boot camp, spreading the wisdom, getting people to wake up, men and women together in boot camps, I'll help you with this. Like, I think you need to get out there in the trenches and teach everybody that men should not be pussies anymore about this. And if they like someone, go for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know? I agree and stop, that one.
1: Stop, ch- stop running away from your feelings.
0: Yeah. Stop pushing away the people that you deem important. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I agree because
0: I was doing that for a very long time. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for thank Patty. You. Patty, where can everybody find you? Oh,
1: you can go to pattynose.com dot com. You can email me there. Um, and there's millionaires one two three millionaires sorry, millionaires club one two three dot com. If you want to join the service, millionaire or non millionaire will fix you up. But Patty knows is for the relationship advice.
0: Oh, Patty, you are amazing. Okay. Everybody go to Patty knows. It's going to be amazing. Thank I love you. It. All right, okay. thanks, Patty. Bye bye. Well, I'm exhausted after Patty. I don't know about you, Easton. Um, But, no, we have the wonderful, we have Greg and Amira here. Um, You guys are just finished up a book on how to keep your marriage from sucking. It's so nice to meet you guys. Thank you, first of all, for joining us. So, Greg, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? It's like the word parent. Barrett. Barrett? Greg Barrett. So, Greg Barrett.
4: Amira Rotola.
0: And Amira Rotola. I'm a nice Rutola. Italian girl. Oh, beautiful. Rutola. We're both beautiful couple. You guys have married for 18 years? Yes.
4: 18 years. Holy
0: moly. Yep. And you yep. guys just wrote this book called How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking.
5: Yeah, this is our fourth book we wrote. Uh, he's just not that Indian. It's called The Breakup because it's broken. Uh, what was that dating
4: one? It's just an effing date. Yeah. Are we? Is this a cursing show or not a cursing you show? You can curse if you want. Okay, we can just I leave just- it out. We're
0: fine. We're adults here.
4: I, I didn't want to be presumptuous.
0: No. So what, you got, you, what guy you got, guys like writing into, you know, he's not that into you and, and your three other books.
5: Uh, I was a consultant on the show Sex in the City mm-hmm. uh, and, um, um, and we, I was at work and one of the girls was seeing a guy that didn't want to sleep with her and asked me how, what I thought about that. And I said... He doesn't like you, <laughs> and she Pretty said, bluntly, I like "Yeah, him. yeah." And then, I, and then at some point, I said, "He's just not that into you." And and uh, Liz Tuchillo, who's the co-author of the first book, uh-huh. um, uh, said. Um, I think there's a book idea in that. And um, and then that's what happened. And then Amira felt the same way. And then we wrote a book. And then uh, Liz didn't want to write books anymore. She wanted to write TV. And so Amira and I started writing books.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. So
5: you're yeah. a consultant for Sex in the City? Yeah, I worked. At, yeah, it was a staff of seven women and two gay men. And I was the only, I was the token straight guy.
0: Let me ask you a question. Uh, I had a conversation with my fiance about big character. Yeah. Do you think Sarah Jessica Parker should have ended up with him? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Okay,
5: good. I mean, he's the antithesis. He is what the book, the original book was about. Like okay. a guy that's like a lot of those things, but ultimately it's just not right. You know, he's not down for the, you know, he makes you just work too hard and he's not that into it. You know, there's a, he's got rules.
0: All right. Got too I'm, many rules. I'm glad to hear that because at one point I had always grown up on the fact that like big was like the guy that the girl sees at the end of the aisle and the only guy she could picture seeing him, like the only guy she could picture herself marrying. And then <clears throat> when I got engaged with my fiance, I was like, Oh, joking around, like how I'm her big. And she's like, no, you're not. You're not my big. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? I thought your entire life was about, like, marrying your big. And she's like, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. The Sarah Jessica Parker should not have ended up with her big. You're, you're misunderstanding. Even the writers came out and said it. And so it's good to hear somebody who's yeah, he, in the city he's, saying, nope.
5: He's sort of emblematic of the ideal that women have, and he has qualities that are admirable. There's things that you like about him. He's a stand-up guy, and he's got a—you know, he's just a—he's a guy in the world who has a sort of an alpha— that Mm -hmm. women like they just do but they don't like it to the point where you're like okay but also i don't i don't need you at all and i'm gonna ignore you and i you know and i'm uh, and i'm actually kind of in this permanent state of arrested development because i i still want to meet other girls
0: (laughs) what are your thoughts about this this big character
4: you know i i under i absolutely understand the idea that that was the only person that really um did it for her ultimately. Uh-huh. The person that she that she really pined for and felt like was her soulmate. At the same time, it is that thing of you know. There certainly was a lot to like about Aiden.
0: No, yeah, certainly Aiden's a not a popular like one though, is he? So. Aiden was never a popular one, was he? You know, during the show, people
5: kind of liked him. I mean, he was really great because he was sort of a source of debate because he's sort of the antithesis of the guy that's like, man, I'm doing all the stuff that you want and you don't like it. Yeah, right. I'm. 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 I'm interested in you. I'm attentive. I'm. You know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thoughtful, I'm yeah, trying to. Uh, I'm you trying, know, I'm, I'm actually
4: th- actively trying all the time, yeah.
5: And you yeah. think of yeah. me as weak because I'm too interested, or mm-hmm. I, you know, he proposed to her and then she put the ring on the chain, and he was like, What, you He's- know, and but he let it happen, and you know, so you know, I, I think there's something I think that was the whole point. And you know, Sarah Jessica's not a great, you know, if you watch that show again, she's not a great person,
0: yeah. What's you his know, name, she- Carrie? Carrie, Carrie Raja, yeah. Raja, yeah. Yes, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie's not, I mean, that's what makes her compelling. She's like Don Draper. She's just, you know, she's a sort of selfish. And she, and she, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she can't make the right choice and, you know. She's um, self
4: sabotaging and she's flawed, but she's ultimately really likable. And the oh. profound loves of her life are her friends in this unattainable Die. Yeah, well, I,
5: there was no in between you either had an you couldn't if you wrote an in between the show would be over and who wants to see that
0: no exactly well i think that's why so many women love the show because they found her character so relatable where they have this guy who's like they're pining over he has all the qualities she wants but she's he's just ignoring her and then they have this other guy that they're not that interested but he's like really there for her at every moment everything that they want in a guy he has but yet the attraction is just not there and
5: I have to say the credit goes to the actors too. Like you know, Chris Noth was just big. He just was the right guy for that. Yeah. Any, any other casting could have been like I could have just seemed like a, uh, You know, Kind of
4: swarmy. Uh, yeah,
5: kind of a douche. You're <laughs> yeah. just like I, I don't want that guy around, and totally. he's gone. Yeah. But Chris had a little bit of like you know he, he there was had a something thing about where you him. You quality. You
4: understood why she was under yeah. the spell. Yeah,
5: and Aiden was a little soft. I mean, I think they put him in. They, what they took, they put it. They made him be in his tidy whiteies. Which was a choice to make him look soft to women and to men, you know, it was a sort of not a, and he wasn't ripped. Wasn't a guy that was just walking around in his briefs. He looked like the way you don't want to look in your tidy whiteies. And I yeah. think they wanted people to go. <laughs> and you know that's the way most people's people are. You know, just regular people. And so you know, and that made him. You know, they were smart. They were it was a really. It was really well done. I didn't. You know.
0: I was big into Aiden until her computer broke, and he bought her that new computer. Uh, I thought that was really the, aggressive in a weird per- way. Now that's like really funny because that's one of,
5: of the yeah. things I worked on. So why okay. did you think that? That's great, but why did you think that? You thought that was too. He should have let her figure it out.
0: Or he should have been there to help if she asked for it, but he he went, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just going to buy you a new computer and set it up and force this onto you. That's
4: And and also diminish what you do by making it, it's a, it's a purse. Look, it has a handle like a purse and it's cute like you.
5: But he's putting the pieces together. He's looking at the picture and he's putting the pieces together that that he understands. No, it's perfect. It's great for the discussion, but you're right. He's answering a question,
0: wasn't asked. Exactly. If
5: a woman doesn't ask you a question, she doesn't want you to talk to her about it.
0: I
4: learned a lot from that particular episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got to go general. back and watch this entire season, <laughs> the, the entire franchise of Sex and the City. It's an incredible program. I've seen a lot of it's it. It's a
4: huge educational tool for, oh, yeah. men and women. Because
0: as a kid, my mom and sister used to watch it. I think, what, Sunday nights? Was yep. It? Yeah, Sunday night. every Sunday night they used to watch it. And then now with Ashley, my fiance, I mean, she loves Sex and the City. Sure. And so, like, anytime there's reruns, we're watching it. So now I'm, like, catching up on yeah. the entire series. Um and so, well, moving on from Sex in the City to the real life, you guys know a lot about marriage. You guys actually talk about social media and the pressure that it puts on relationships today, which I find very fascinating. I don't know if you could really touch on that.
4: Well, sure. I, I think I mean, the thing about social media is, you know, everyone's putting up, like, their best life. Like, hashtag, living, living my best life, yeah. living the dream. And it's all so um, staged to be, like, the highlight reel. And then in comparison, you look at your life and you feel like, you know, your life is just you know fails and bloopers and and what have you but it's not it's not realistic to to aspire to what you're seeing mm-hmm. in these short short bursts versus what it's like in a marriage or a long-term relationship and each one while you know the struggles of relationships are universal they're also incredibly unique to each marriage and each relationship so what you're really seeing is not what you're seeing and i think that there's it gets also really cloudy with how do you respond to social media
5: you well, know? you start to get like, like what, am, what am I telling people, and why do I, why, why do I, why do I think it's so interesting that people need to be a part of this? But the other thing was interesting. So we have two daughters that are sixteen and thirteen, mm. so they've never grown up without it. And so, it, you know, when I was a kid, uh, back before recorded sound, um, <laughs> you know, we snuck out to go do things. If you yeah. wanted to see girls, you had to go meet them. You know what I mean? Like there was, it was almost like a little bit of an adventure. And you know, I told my daughter one day, I said, you know, your window's on the street. You know, I mean, you have a hallway, two doors, and a window before anyone catches you. You could sneak out, and she goes, where would I go?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so and true. And I was like, I was like well, to see your friends, and she's phone. like, and I used to yeah. sneak out
5: all the time. And I was I was only being coy with her and also just right. saying, because, you know, you see that stuff, you want to mention it almost in a way of going like, yeah, man, that's how you do it. And, uh She's like, yeah, everyone's on the phone. So their whole life is on social media in some in some form or another. and
4: But it can be um, very inflammatory in relationships because, you know, people post, post these pictures of themselves being like adorable or sexy or on vacation or whatever. And the comments in it can get so sticky and so dangerous when you're in a relationship and you're just like – Uh, you're stunning, perfect fire emoji or what have you, or, you know, you see your person commenting on someone else's photos and you're like, why are you commenting on that person's photos?
0: I mean, your entire life is now based on social media. Like you said, like your friends, the things that you like, your, your parties, everything you do, your, your daughter doesn't even sneak out anymore for the simple fact that why would you? Everything I have is right in this phone. That's right. There's nowhere to go. Yep.
5: And yeah. she's just sending part, like she, you know, there's a whole language to how Snapchat works, and and how if somebody, you know, if you, they leave you red or whatever, like if you red
4: or unread, red, and, yeah, and oh my God, there's half of their face in the thing, not just like part of their forehead and part of the eye, so that means they're really into you, like there's what there's this very strange language that's happening through social media. I didn't know it's that. All, it's almost the antithesis yeah. of sending
5: all of you. Or naked do. It's like pe- little glimpses and pieces how much you... It, pieces yeah. of it, yeah. It's oh, sort of going the other everything. way. And then,
4: yeah, and if you're left read, how long you're left unread for, you see that they saw it, but they didn't read it. They and-
5: broke your streak.
4: Right. You know, like, there's then a whole deal. Yeah. If yeah. I was
0: a teenager right now in these days, I would lose my freaking mind. I'd be going crazy with this idea of, yep. like, what do I send? What don't I send? Like... It's just you
5: you have no time for contemplation. I wonder what that like, like, you know, like a
4: yearning or longing Like everything is just shown to you all the time. There's no imagination in the
5: unimaginable days of like when you had a phone and you had to be there to answer that phone. You would go days without talking to somebody like days and you would be left on that one thought from school on Friday. What the did that mean? And then you're going over it and you got nothing. You got four days to come to contemplate. And I think there's something weird about not being able to get resolution or understanding or be able to look 10 different ways at somebody. And I don't know. It's weird. But on the other hand, they don't know another reality. So,
0: Well, people need reactions immediately. That's the
5: thing. Yeah,
4: like they can't wait anymore. Immediately.
0: Affirmation immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's what social media provides. Right.
5: But the other thing is, too, if I, you know, like if a guy like, you know, we're married and then I post on somebody's um, uh, a girl's uh, thing like, oh, pretty or beautiful or high, like that. It's no different than in your head. You're like, well, that's what I, if I worked with them, if they were a workmate and I would go, oh, it's hot. You know, like you say nice things to your workmates that are meaningless. They're just like, hey, we're friends from work and right. that's a, you look cute or whatever. And it doesn't, it has no thing, but written down
1: yeah. it's on a thing, other people it
5: becomes it. this thing right. and now other people right. are going to see it. But then and you it, have it, to go. Yeah. I think
4: it, and now you're now you're layering in a level of like insecurity and well, possible a, betrayal. But then there's a thing of
5: like, but you know, my, my wife's on here. On. My wife is on here. We're on here together. Right. We both know she knows I'm not hiding it from her. I just published it. If I wanted it to be a secret, I'd be in her DMs, right? Or I don't know.
6: Yeah, of course. It's just, there's want a privacy. point
5: sometimes. I feel like we we take things so far out of context. Right. You we know, we've gone back and look at people's old tweets and decided they were racist in context to the time. When re- realizing, you know, it's just all. Evolving so quickly. Of so, course, people are yeah. way
0: too judgmental. Right. And yeah. they're too easy to judge and too quick to judge. That's yeah. the thing about it. And with social well, media, everything is everything is documented. And that's right. the thing
4: about it. And it goes for lives as well as your relationship, which is comparison is the thief of joy. Anytime you're stuck in comparing yourself to what someone else's life looks like on their social media, you're actually like, you know, it's reductive. You're reducing your own life and your own experiences and you're already... Tapping out of your own life because you want to be invested in something better versus what's real.
0: Of course, and now comparison has escalated to to a point where I don't even know if there's any going back. Like you know, Facetune the app. Yes, I mean you can literally change everything about you. I've seen girls go on there, and it's just absurd (laughs) on how much they change their body, their skin complexion, the entire. Look of who they are as a human being, but the problem is, then they put that on social media, and that is perfection. So the next girl is like, "Well, I can't post anything that's less perfect right. than that." So she's going to do the exact same thing, and that's where comparison comes in. Yeah. Um, so so, you can also, also go on that the thing,
5: new- and they can also go the thing and make yourself look like a freak. You can make them yeah. like I. <laughs> that's what I do, and I send the pictures to the girls. I hate it, but I always make it's, anyway. It's so funny though because the, the the thing about it is, and ultimately, I think this sort of comes back to marriages. Like, and one of the things I think that's interesting is. Nobody knows except you and the person you're in a relationship with. Nobody understands it. Nobody gets it. It isn't comparable. Nobody gets to decide whether what they know about you is what you should do. The only people that know in a relationship are you and they're the person you're in the relationship with. But Um, the
4: problem is when you have a marriage and you have a relationship, you have all these shareholders mm -hmm. that either came to the wedding or your friends and family or your workmates or anyone that's observed or been invited into the relationship. And all of a sudden – you have all these people that have thoughts and opinions, and and are weighing in on it,
5: right? And, and it, they and don't it,
4: really know what's going on and what it's like being in it.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you're around any scandal, unless you are actually at the, there, at, 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 you know, where it's happening, you like when you know when you, people retell you, you something you know, and you go, well, "That's not actually how that happened." Well, that's oh, not of course. Nobody if you knew knows. the real, real, you know, there's there's always something that happened before. There's always some other story. What happened the moment before that person took that action? How do we know what? <laughs> But what, you know, we, we blame the person, you know, who did the most egregious end of it, and we don't have any idea how they got
0: there. Well, today yeah. we lack context. Everything's about headlines. Um, <coughs> I do find it interesting, though, that, like, I feel like our generation or my generation, like, that are about to start having kids now are becoming more aware that social media might have some consequences to it. And I'm curious to see in, you know, 10 to 15 years when this generation starts having kids of their own that are getting into their teenage years, if there's going to be some sort of withdrawal of social media because of the awareness now that we're getting. Because I feel like ten years ago, it was like everything was happening so fast, and like it was so good. And kids had their phones at five years old, and they had Instagrams at seven years old. And it was just like, you know, it was just everything was happening so quickly. And now I feel like we're almost taking a step back and realizing, okay, maybe you know, kids shouldn't have Instagram until they're thirteen or sixteen or whatever. And I'm curious to see if there's going to be some sort of withdrawal in ten to fifteen years from now, because our generation is is being aware of that
5: now. I think sooner. I think you'll start really? to see it sooner. Yeah, I, I do. I think that there's a there will be a um, sort of an antithesis to the Kardashians, and, and that isn't to put them down. It's just that they are sort of the height of that mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, she's she
4: documenting sort of, everything publicly. Yeah, you no, know, I, I do right. think that I do think that there is going to be huh. um, uh, a return to privacy to some degree. I mean, you, I think you see it a lot more also with people that are very public. All of a sudden, they're like, "So this happened over the weekend, and then they got married."
5: It's just it'll right. become a, it's that you know. thing
4: it i I feel like people are uh recognizing the difference between like the private moments that are meant to be special in your private life and and then what you know you need to be out there with for i mean a lot of people do have to be on social media for their jobs and for their livelihood but um i but I do think that lines are starting to be drawn that are a little being absorbed and amplified more by you know.
5: And I think we're finding that to be less and, less and less true. I think we go to things and see people's ads on their Twitter feed or like that. We don't we don't we're like, eh, whatever, like it doesn't. You know, just because you have a lot of people on Twitter doesn't mean that people are active or into it. You know <laughs> what I mean? They want content or they want to be – you've got – at the end of the day, whatever it is you are trying to pitch to people has to be good.
0: So, Greg, you also talk about how a bad proposal can get, can set the stage for a bad marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and you can talk about yeah. your own experience Well, you just that. got you just uh, did it, right?
4: It sets the tone. you're engaged, yes?
0: I just got engaged, yes, yes. A month ago from Sunday. And did you do the proposing? Yes. Yeah, okay. How'd I mean, that go? Wait, wait, wait. Do a lot, a lot of women propose now?
5: Well, we we don't uh, like to assume that anyone's, at this point, we want to make sure that it's okay that everyone does anything. So we always ask because- um, uh, Yeah, I guess I think true. I think, uh, I don't How
0: know. How did you I, propose? I... So, oh God. Uh, long story <laughs> short, we met on a, a show called Bachelor in Paradise okay. two, 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 three years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, three years ago, excuse me. And uh, we dated off the show and developed a love off the show and then- um, we had an opportunity to go back and I had an opportunity to go back on the beach we first met on Bachelor in Paradise this season coming up and propose, uh, at the very beach we, we first, uh, no. said our hellos. Oh, that's very so sweet. So that's what I, that's what I did. I proposed, uh, on the beach in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Um, and I can't talk too much about it. Oh my it. God, it's so funny. Well, it we're like the only yet, sure. people that
5: don't know his story. That's like hilarious. we're, we're literally like, you we- Oh, I really?
0: don't you. No, I was I on know. A show, no, 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 no. I was, I was on a show called The Bachelorette. She was on a, call, a show called The Bachelor, and then we met on the spinoff show called Bachelor in Paradise. We were on two seasons of that. There was ups and downs. didn't work out. We started dating off the show, developing a love and a relationship there, and then we had an opportunity to come back on this season of Bachelor in Paradise and get engaged. How?
4: Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, if, you, if you don't think I'm going straight home and pulling that up <laughs> immediately...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a long story. Oh, you might, my God. You might need to set this a couple days aside. This is very exciting. Oh, thank you. I appreciate I'm it. Excited. I'm very that's not excited. She's amazing.
5: And that's not really most people's experience, right?
0: No. Usually the experience is you go on the show, you know each other for a month, and then you decide whether you want to get engaged or not. Mm-hmm. And where ours was far different, where we started dating, it didn't work out in the beginning years, and then we started cultivating a friendship that led into romance, and then now it has Perfect. led into a very loving and, Which is so and funny. happy is it, relationship. It
5: just, so it's the antithesis of what... Like you survived, your relationship <laughs> survived despite it, and it's the <laughs> antithesis of what the show is saying. Exactly, it is saying it is not really possible to make that connection in a couple of weeks. Although we, we people thrilled to watch it, love it, um, uh, and um, and then but you but you, so it was a thing that was genuinely real, and over time became oh, it was very like, real. it was bigger yes, than the show. And That's I don't want to say that a
0: lot of Bachelor relationships are, are Bachelor relationships aren't real because they are. Like, right. I have friends that have gotten engaged after a month of knowing each other and now have kids and been married for two years. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. it all works in different ways. Yeah, of but course. But for us, personally, it just didn't work that way.
5: It, you know, here's my—our thing has always been, like, the, it, you can always—how can you argue for less information?
0: <laughs> of course.
5: Know, no that's Less the time thing. spent, less time. Because one of the things in this book that we talk about is the speed at which you get married sometimes rules out what you know about the person. And then— um, in the height of all that love, if you haven't spent a lot of real time together, you don't have conversations that you would have had a year or two later that are important. You know, there are things that you do early on that set the stage for not knowing. And then those things that you've sort of ignored, like, oh, that we'll, we'll work on that. That'll get better. Totally. We'll, you know? we'll talk
1: about and, that later. And then
5: it comes back right. as a landmine. And then it, you know, it's, um, it's over time that stuff really can, um, small tiny shit can really become big
0: totally do you find that there should be some sort of time frame of like dating engagement and then before marriage like would you be like you have to know the person before a year before you get engaged
4: i i think that would be wise because i really feel like the first the first three four months you neither of you are being actually who you are Mm -hmm. because it's so exciting and and for whatever reason in combination with that person you're like the best and brightest you and they're the best and brightest them And you're so accommodating with each other, and you're so considerate of each other, and you're not setting any boundaries. And ultimately, you're just playing this game of, like, look how easygoing and cool I am. Yeah. Whereas when you have time together, time spent together, you know, you get to know each other more authentically. You start behaving more authentically. And ultimately, you can have the conversations of, like, you know what, that thing that I was cool with, I'm actually not cool with that, and it really bothers me. Mm -hmm. I really feel like you need time to know each other before you actually know if you can. And I'd argue you actually are
5: those people. You are those people that, but you think the other person is responsible for it. Mm -hmm. What happens is you reflect yourself back to yourself when you're like, when somebody that you like, likes you back and you're like, I'm as good as I think I am. And then you become (laughs) that thing because they validate you for whatever reason, because Of of how cool they are. And that's a reflection back to them. And the thing is, that is who you are, but you think, Oh she's loving me so i'm getting that love from her so if she does anything different then she doesn't love me and that's going to mess up my whole thing when in fact it was you all along and i think that's the thing you try to maintain is like you know you are responsible for your happiness at all times
0: i agree to that you know? and it's it's it rings really true because there'll be even times with my relationship where maybe ashley's not holding my hand or something and i'm like oh does she not like what happened is she not happy with me right now did i do something and then i realize no no no, no. just grab her hand like, I'm responsible for my own happiness. Sure. I need to take action sort of thing. Exa- uh, I know that's a very yes. small example, but, no, but, but no, that's true. It's true.
4: You can read motive into things that isn't, aren't happening.
5: Right. And and then, and, But then, if you don't make that, that, in that moment, realization, that thing carries on to, why didn't you talk to me at dinner? And then it gets weird. And then it's about the movie. And the next thing you know, you're in this hole. Now you're pouting. And that's ugly. And now they, now they have reason not to like you. Like... <laughs> it can go to this domino effect place, and it, oh, it it, it, and, it's, and you're not present. Now you're in your head. I mean, if you're already having the fight before you get downstairs, it's you. That's you. You've created <laughs> so, the thing. You've created I, the story.
0: I go through this all the time. How does how do I stop that?
5: You have to stop and go, what's actually happening here? What have they actually done? What's this fight I'm having?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, she didn't do this. Okay, well, she didn't do this implies that, that she was supposed to do something for you, which is not the agreement. What is the thing that she didn't do? And are you sure that's what it means? And is there a way you can talk about it civilly? And also, are you too sensitive? And maybe it'd be better. <laughs> the, your instinct is to talk about it. So don't. Take the opposite action. Go for a run. Go do something else. Let it go. Because yeah. sometimes you'll come back and go, Oh my God, if I'd have said that, I'd ruined She was actually trying to surprise me for my birthday. I just <laughs> thought she was being cold. It's so I true. could have ruined like I, there's a few times where
0: I've held back and went, oh, my God, that could have really ruined Christmas. Oh,
5: (laughs) I have ruined Christmas. I
0: have also ruined Christmas, but but other Christmases. It's so true, though. Sometimes if I'm, for some reason, I'm into my own head and I feel like I'm not getting something and I'm getting angry and then it's that domino effect when I start thinking about the past and I'm getting in my own head, I'll call one of my friends and just, like, kind of, like, leave the room, get get some air, and then call one of my best buddies and just, like, talk about something other than whatever I'm going through right now, whether it be sports or something way more easygoing. And then I hang up the phone and I'm like, why the hell was I so mad about that 10 minutes later? And why am I so okay with it now? Because it's just, I just level myself off. Right. And I'm like, you build oh, up okay. this
4: energy And also, something. it's yeah.
0: like,
5: I don't think I'm lovable. I don't think I'm cute. I don't, whatever it is that I'm not getting is me. I think that about myself. I've decided they do. And that you'll make that true because you'll act it out. And that, they'll feel, <laughs> they'll, the universe does exactly what you want it to. Right. People do exactly what you want them to. If you show them that they do exactly, they behave exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean- I, as I've gotten older, I realize like my feeling about people is always dependent on my mood, and I will hear something differently depending on my mood. Sometimes someone will say something to me that like that would have been an insult yesterday, but I don't feel that way now because I don't care. Mm-hmm. So it, you really have to monitor yourself. And the other thing is, I think that we take for granted that this relationship started out in a sexual way, in a in a romantic way, and so therefore we they're not they're not our best friend like our best friend where we go. I can dump all my, mm-hmm. my best friend. Then he's going to go home. He doesn't have to live with me. And one of the things that like uh, in the recovery stuff that I'm in, one of the things is bring your problem somewhere else. Take the solution home, take your problem somewhere else, come home because this is the, this is the person you're trying to protect. You're trying mm-hmm. to give them the best life possible. You want their area to feel safe and you want them to feel free. And, uh, and you don't also you're, You're coming in and telling them sometimes, I'm a loser. I got fired. And after a while, they're like, oh, my God, dude, pull it together.
0: Yeah, because you broadcast (laughs) your insecurities and then you start projecting them and your significant other starts believing you. Yes, or also
5: doesn't know what to do with it. Most of the time people go, you know, and men always have solutions. And usually women have not asked questions, as I said before. You find yourself going, well, here's what you should do. And it's going, no, no, I didn't ask you. I just want to tell you. (laughs) We want answers. We want solutions. So we go home. We want, we're like, hey, fix me. What is it? I've told you a problem. And, uh, and and that's not just how they work. So, it, it, you know, and usually people, yeah. and I, when I say they work, I usually feel like in every relationship, one person takes a role, the other one takes the other. Mm. That just is the way it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, they're, you know, uh, you can call it male, if, I don't know what you call it, alpha, I would call it alpha beta, whatever. You know, okay. like, it, you know, some person is, is isn't the... not
4: it the idiot and the It's not those two? That's
5: what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel uh, like
0: I'm both in my relationship.
5: <laughs> I can be both, well, but I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more the idiot, right? Uh...
4: I I we'll talk off okay, off the I podcast after it. that. So tell me the
0: secret. 18 years of marriage. What's what's the secret?
4: Well, I always say it's um a six of the best years of my life, mm. not in a row. I mean, marriage is literally like a great week here, an uneventful period here, maybe a downshift there, but ultimately, you know, in a marriage, when you're going into it, like you you build equity in a relationship so that when you have bad times you can You know, your love for each other and and the history you've built together and the life built together can bring you through it. Because, you know, ultimately our whole life, going back to the social media thing, our whole life isn't a highlight reel.
6: Mm -hmm.
4: You know, there's and hopefully it's not a low light reel. You know, there's a lot of just like mundane, pleasant in between. Um, But when you have the expectation of your life being a highlight reel, it's going to be disappointing. And if you pick the right person to marry and you are able to be in a collaborative relationship and have difficult conversations and um, try and look have at it. the willingness.
5: I, somebody said to me, it's just not, it's exactly like being sober. You just, you, I don't have to be married for the rest of my life. I just have to be married today. I can't not drink tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't happened. I can only, I can only not drink today. So I stay married. We stay married yeah. till midnight. I and mean, then we the next really treat we... it like a
4: practice instead of an institution. Like That's it's, what, yeah. it's something that, you know, it's like yoga or journal writing or drinking eight glasses of water. It's mm-hmm. something you consciously throw your whole body into you every day and try to be mindful and present and um and and, and let somebody know and, that you appreciate them like and, you yeah. appreciate what they're doing because at the end of the day you know it's not 50-50 it's 100-100 you have to put 100% in it and there's you either both win or you both lose I like that. Not and your forgiveness a and a loser in it.
5: your forgiveness muscle because if you can't <laughs> forgive somebody you carry that resentment around that's what that's what you're living yeah. And then eventually that person will go, I can't live with you being upset with me forever because that's the house I come home to where that's what I'm in every day. And, you know, uh, look, you know, we are going to make mistakes. You're going to hurt. You're going to do something stupid. You're going to do something really dumb. Yep. Drop the baby, you know. Uh, <laughs> Drop the baby. I mean, people do all kinds of people could do all kinds of <gasps> right. dumb, make dumb mistakes or yeah. do things where the other person can't forgive them because that's their peccad- their, their thing that they're hung up about. And the problem with that is then, okay, well, now we're both stuck in this state and we're not going anywhere. And even sometimes if you go, look, I can't forgive somebody, then leave them. Tell them I can't. I can't get over this because I, I, we can't live in this permanent state of, and nobody, by the way, when you resent somebody, everybody knows it. The kids know it. Your family knows it. Nobody wants it to continue. Mm -hmm. The whole staying married for the kids thing is not a thing because no, who want the kids would, I guarantee you, your kids would go, I was five and I wanted you guys to stop fighting. Or not be happy. I could tell. So you know, you really serve the relationship by making sure that you are getting those, getting, getting through those resentments, or being able to figure out how can we get this, so you, we can both move on.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think the forgiveness thing works both ways too, because I think you have to forgive your partner so you don't resent them. But I also think that you have to forgive yourself That's a lot right. of times because guilt will stay with you for a very long time. And yes. I think guilt and shame will make you do some really dumb things. And, those,
5: and that's both people not wanting to go forward. That's what people who don't win do. Yeah. If I blame myself, then I don't really have to do anything because I'm so bad and I feel bad and I shouldn't have, and I, I can't forgive myself. Okay, well, the world doesn't care.
0: Yeah. No, you're the, absolutely The world right.
5: wants you to feel okay, and, and, and your and partner also, wants you to feel and okay. And also,
4: how big of the problem is it? You know, like if you actually let it land is it a tiny problem or is it a monstrous problem because a lot of times the visceral feeling of conflict or fear or guilt or shame is so overwhelming mm-hmm. that we think it's so much bigger than it actually is like when you line it when you line it up act to, next to actual problems you go oh this is 10 weeks from now, no one's going to remember this.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. That's what goes back to what Greg was saying about how you can get in your own head and like a small problem creates this huge problem because of the domino effect. And then you just take 10 minutes away, go for a run, do something that makes you feel better, drive, listen to music. And then you come back and you're... Just completely level again and realize, holy crap, that was the smallest problem, and yeah. that could have ruined Christmas.
4: Yeah, that's right. It yeah. is, and
5: I will say the what the reason
0: that
4: we—it's we, an aspirin, not an ambulance.
0: Exactly, it's an aspirin, not an ambulance. That's I good. love that. I love
5: that too. The the reason I think that we stay married is that when we get out of our crap, and when we do move on, when we're together, our lives get better almost instantly. Mm when the two of us That's are awesome in to sync together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, we, it's taken us a long time to learn. We've been long periods of forgetting it or not even wanting to try. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, there, you know, you, you can get in a bad place, things happen, but we just realize, like every time we're really, really happy. Any event that has been really, really great. Anytime we've had any successes, because we were together and both agreed that we should be doing what we're doing and, and loving each other. And it's hard. It's really hard to maintain, you know, but, um, but that is the key.
0: Uh, y- Greg, Amir, you guys are incredible. We didn't even scratch the surface of the questions that I had for you. Well,
5: you're <laughs> incredible. You're fascinating, man. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
0: we need you guys back in here. I would love to. I, I, w- yes. Us in. This Help is I Suck at Dating needs you guys back in here because <laughs> I've honestly learned so much in the past half hour and I've gone through three of the nine questions that we've had for you guys um so also you guys have the uh, how to keep your marriage from sucking yep. book coming out and you have a signing can you tell me about that
4: we have a signing uh on uh, august 22nd at book soup here in los angeles where we will also be recording um a live podcast of our podcast called maybe it's you which, which is you a and relationship. relationships and behaviors
0: Oh, Ashley and I, I'm ready, I'm answering for Ashley. We're coming on. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic.
4: Looking forward to it. But oh. yeah, so August twenty second, Book Soup.
0: August twenty second at the Book Soup in LA. You guys mm-hmm. can go uh check out how to keep your marriage from sucking. You can meet Greg, you can meet a mirror, they'll sign it for you. It'll be a great event. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. And then check out your podcast. What was the name of the
4: podcast again? It's called Maybe It's You.
0: Maybe it's you. Check out their podcast. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank
4: you for having us. And
0: we'll definitely have you soon and we'll be, be on your podcast. Yay. Yeah, fantastic, man. That'd be great. So we just had Greg and Amira left. God, they were so wonderful. We got to get them back on this podcast. Um, and But we do have to check on a special friend right now who usually is a host on this podcast, but is God knows where in the world. Dean, are you out there? Hello. Hello. Uh, Dean, you are joined by Easton and Erica. Vanessa, okay. Vanessa's, you know, got aunt duties right now. She's doing her doing her thing right now. Dean, where are you in the world?
3: I am currently in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. It is 3:05 <laughs> in the morning. Oh my god. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, hey. Happy, happy to be able to join you guys. How's so it really going over there in Los Angeles?
0: Oh, things are wonderful, but we want to know more about your trip. So, what are you doing? You're just traveling around the world, huh? Um,
3: yeah. I I I think I kind of talked about this, right? I'm on the podcast before 4th of July, um, I just always wanted to travel to Japan. So I booked a one-way ticket and then things kind of snowballed a little bit. And it just became this trip that um, is going to just kind of take me a few places. So I'm in the middle of it. Um, I decided to kind of turn into this thing. Well, I mean, I guess me and, and, and some of the producers decided to turn into a thing where uh, while I'm traveling, since, you know, obviously most of the people that we talk to are, central to the united states it'd be interesting to kind of dive into a little bit of dating in different cultures Mm -hmm. and for the past two and a half weeks i've been what i went to japan indonesia now i'm in malaysia so mostly asian countries but um it's been crazy man it's like i'm traveling alone and and meeting with people and just like spending a lot of time by myself so it's been pretty great so far and um, I miss you guys, though. I wanna, I, I the one thing I can't wait to get back to is, you know, get back to the podcast and and see you guys again.
0: Dude, we definitely miss you, we miss your vibe in the in the studio. So, can you tell us anything that you've learned about different dating cultures?
3: Um, yeah, they there, it's very interesting. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I think that typically the Asian countries are a little bit more reserved with their dating. But funny enough, so I went out tonight uh, with a group of of new friends i guess now and um they were like un unabashedly honest about the things that they were um have experienced and have like uh um what's the word i'm looking for like explored uh physically all that kind of stuff and i was blown away because in japan what i saw a lot of was a lot of like reservation and uh like tensiveness in relationships so in japan i uh I met up with a friend who grew up in the same area as me, but who also grew up in Japan. And she was telling me, she's like, yeah, like it's really hard to date here because, you know, guys are hesitant to make make the first move. And, um, you know, it's just not really quite the same as it is in the U S. And then in Indonesia, I met up with a friend who is a transplant out there. Who's been living out there for about six months. And uh, she was like talking about how difficult it is to date in Indonesia and Bali specifically because it's such a transient culture and, uh, you know, people come in and out all the time. It's hard to like, kind of lock yourself into to one relationship. And then I'm here, um, and one of the girls uh, that I was with tonight is recently engaged. Um, and one of the one of the other ones was, like, talking about all of these, like, physical explorations that she was doing with a boyfriend, like, a year ago. And it was blowing my mind because it was, like, these things that I would think, like, even for someone in the U.S. to be, like, I don't know, incredibly, uh, I guess, explorative. Um, and so it's just weird how much things can vary, like— because I know uh, Malaysia specifically has like a very strong Islam uh, influence, and so you would think like they're a little bit more like um, in their shell, and reserved, and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's not necessarily the case so much. Yeah, I ramble on for for a little bit right there. Sorry about that.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, I was gonna say it doesn't sound like they're too like you're saying they're reserved, but that's the second time you mentioned somebody talking about like a physical expert, you know, ex- mm-hmm. exploring of each other in a relationship. And I feel that, like, if you were reserved, you wouldn't really want to talk about any type of sex.
3: (laughs) Great. And I know, I feel like even us as hosts on the podcast, like, I feel like talking about sex is, like, a little taboo, at least for me. I think
0: it's in the Um, States like that. You what? I think in the States, it's mostly like that. A lot of people just don't even want to touch that subject.
3: Yeah. And I know, like, obviously, like, you and I joke around about it a little bit, but we don't really, like, dive too deep into it. Um but they were just like talking about these things, and that like even I was like, I was like blushing about it because I was, I don't know. It was just, it was really weird because I came into, um, you know, this, I guess, traveling experience of thinking, um, you know, obviously, like not having having the intention to go on dates or anything while I'm here, but at least like to, to kind of get a better understanding of what it's like to date for both the locals and the people that uh, travel to these places. Um, and we always had like these, these these, I guess, ideas in our heads about what it's going to be like, and then you get there, and it's kind of completely, not completely different, but at least different on many uh, levels than you kind of had coming into it. So, uh, I don't know, it's been a pretty cool experience so far. It's, like, obviously, you know, I'm still I, – I don't think I'm really spending enough time in any of these locations to really, like, fully understand that. I think that obviously would take a lot of time. I, I spent, like, a week in Japan and then a week in Indonesia, and I've only been in Malaysia for three or four days, but – um it's been it's been a pretty cool experience to be able to uh to kind of sit down and talk with some of them. I think one of my first nights in Japan I went I was like walking around by myself and I stumbled into this uh, this VR arcade. And I was like the only single person in there. There was probably like twenty or twenty five couples and it was just funny to like not like I wasn't like watching the couples interact, but like, you know, it's it's like you're just kind of inherently around these people so you kinda of like are aware of it. And it was just like in Japan, at least they were much more. It felt like they were all in high school relationships when they were all definitely like in their twenties. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, I would, did did it seem like in Japan that they um, couple up early on in life, and then it's it's more of um, like I feel like here in the states everybody kind of waits to get married into their late twenties, early thirties. Did you find it any difference yeah. in Japan?
3: Uh, I think in Japan they definitely wanted to like meet younger, right? And then it's it's interesting too because at least with Japan and Malaysia from what I've seen is they like being in relationships with people of the same culture, uh, which I don't think we see necessarily quite as much in the U S like we're maybe, I don't, I don't want to say more open-minded, but we're more, I guess, like, willing to uh, dive into relationships with uh, people of different, I guess, ethnic backgrounds. I agree to and that. So tonight, tonight, for instance, uh, in Malaysia, there's, uh, there's three main cultures. It's um, Indian uh, Malaysian and Chinese, and I probably I got that wrong, but that's something along the lines. And, and the Malaysians don't really date the Chinese. The Chinese don't really date the Indians and, like, all this kind of stuff. And it's just interesting how uh, we don't really see much of that. You know, like, one of the girls tonight was telling me how she just introduced uh, her Malaysian boyfriend to her Chinese mom and how the mom was, like, a little kind of put off by it. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, like, an interesting component that we don't necessarily normally think about in the U.S.
0: No, yeah, we don't think about it at all. We're very much of a melting pot over here,
2: especially in California. I think other oh, of parts course. of the country might be a little different, like uh, the South. Having lived there, but yes. especially in California, it is a lot more open-minded.
3: Yeah, so that was interesting to hear. It's just like I don't know. I came in not 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 really knowing much or expecting much, but with maybe just a few misconceptions or or just things I didn't necessarily know about coming into it. So, um, Dean,
0: the question is: Have you gone on any dates while you've been over there? <laughs>
3: I have not. It's no. been great, honestly. Damn it. It's, it's super. <laughs> damn it, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe I should start going on dates while I travel. But, no, I mean, it's been, I've been super, super fortunate. It's it's weird to travel alone. It's it's weird to travel alone um, in this situation where, like, for instance, I was, like, traveling to Hiroshima uh, via train from Tokyo, right? And I, like, posted on my Instagram story. I'm like, oh, I'm off to Hiroshima today.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And someone, like, DMs me, and they're like, hey. My husband is a pitcher for the baseball team in Hiroshima. Like, I can get you two tickets. Like, feel free to take them if you want. That's awesome. So, like, for the baseball game, and then I saw uh, that. Like, like, on the way to, to Malaysia, for instance, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Kuala Lumpur," and then some girl reached out and was like, "Oh my gosh, like, love to show you around and and like, obviously, kind of give you like a local's perspective." So, it's been a super fortunate experience to be able to like, I can spend time alone, which I I don't think any of us really do enough of. Um, But then I can also maybe get, like, a local's, uh, I I guess, insight and perspective uh, if and when I want it. And I think one of the sad realizations that I had the other day was I've been alone for two and a half weeks intermittently, like, meeting up with friends, like, before, like, friends that I actually knew before leaving. Um, And I kind of, like, really, really like being alone. (laughs) Maybe not for, like, an extended period of time, but I think that I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit, which has been kind of surprising for me. It's like... I don't know I think that uh for me specifically when I was younger, I spent a lot of time alone and I, like I, I think you kind of like, develop certain like patterns of thought when you're by yourself mm-hmm. and then lately not lately, but like maybe within the past like eight years of my life, I've spent it uh very socially and you kind of tend to kind of like fade away from those ways of thinking and mm-hmm. uh, and over the past like two and a half weeks when I've spent most of my time predominantly alone, it's like I kind of see myself thinking similar to how I did when I was maybe like in my teens, not like same thoughts, but like similar patterns of thought. You know what I mean? So it's just been like a weird process.
0: That's really interesting. I think it's just a growing process. Anytime you go to a different culture, a new country, a uh, different environment, you add a layer to your character that wasn't there before. And so I think that's not only a good experience, but I think also when you tapped into being alone, I think nobody feels alone anymore because you have so many different avenues of hanging out with people and talking to someone every minute of every day that People just don't even allow themselves to spend an hour alone because there's no need to. You're just so connected with the world.
3: Right. And it's hard, too, because, like, obviously, you know, with social media and, I guess, the ability to talk to anyone at any time, you're never fully alone, Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice. Like, if you don't want to be fully consumed by your topic, you can like call one of your friends or, like, text someone or something like that. Um, So it's kind of nice to kind of always have that ability. But... Yeah, I feel like I feel like especially nowadays, like people kind of uh, use like their friendships and all that kind of stuff as a crutch to uh, lean like, you know, on, which is great. I think that everyone should be able to do that, but I think that you know it's also important to be able to spend time by yourself. Like um, I don't know, just like read. I've been like, I've been, like writing, which is very un- like, unlike me. I don't really write ever. So what are you writing? Um, I don't know, just like random stuff. I like, I like woke up in the middle of the night the other night and I was like, I'm just gonna start writing stuff. I'll, I'll share some of the stuff later on. Maybe I'll like condense it and yeah,
0: uh, just, we'd love to. <laughs> I want to hear that.
3: <laughs> it just, I don't know, It's just it's fun to be able to do that, But um,
0: you're like I, Jerry Maguire like waking like, up in the middle of the, the night.
3: night. Yeah, I feel me on your, man. I want to hear a little bit more about <laughs> you and Ashley. I mean, maybe we should, should save it for later, but. Uh,
0: what's what's going on with all that uh same old same old you know i mean you were here for the engagement and i've just grown more and more in love with that woman every day um things are great we went to uh, east coast went to visit my parents in rhode island went to visit her parents in virginia it was wonderful
1: and she wore the ring right
0: yeah she wore the ring she's so she's been to... wearing it around great. she got it resized at neil lane she might have to get real resi- resized one more time but the ring is beautiful she's amazing things are just um really really good i've never been happier uh, I, it it, 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 it comes to a point where almost, it's just too good, you know, where I'm almost waiting for the floor to drop. Uh, cause it's, it's just like, Oh God, this is, I've never been happier. Things are so good. Something's got to give, but, uh, I just put those thoughts aside because, um, you know, don't project your insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just couldn't be that good. So, uh, thank you for asking Dean. Yeah. Things are great. Vanessa was on the podcast earlier. Uh, she's single again. Um, she announced that. Single. I know. She's single, ready to mingle up in those Canada areas. Um no way. I know, right? Good God. Oh, did Canada I say that oddly? Areas? I know. I was trying to make it funny. It didn't really work out that well. Um, but, Dean, we miss you, buddy. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Please be safe on your trip. You're going. So where Where else are you going on this trip?
3: Um, so tomorrow, well, I guess in six hours, I take off for Singapore for a day. Uh, I'm off to Greece oh. for the next four to five days. And then I think next week, I think we're going to, I would hope that we can check in next week on Tuesday. I will be in Paris. Oh my. I'll be, able, I'll be able to give some, uh, some hopefully some interesting insight from Paris. Um,
6: you and Vanessa can just talk in French to each other.
3: <laughs> uh, oui, oui. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, and then from Paris, I go to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Dublin and then Dublin to Reykjavik. Iceland and then Iceland to New York and then New York back to Los Angeles.
0: Holy moly, you are just a world traveler. That's amazing. I'm
2: sh- like shocked right now. That's amazing. There's no words. Yeah. No.
3: Um, um, so if you, guys, if you guys have any interesting things that you want me to dive into uh, in either Greece or Paris, please by all means let me know. Oh, we will um, definitely maybe, let you know. Maybe what we could do is if uh, if any of the listeners have any questions for anything that they want me like ask people while I'm out there, I think that would be pretty interesting. Because I feel like like, like, uh, we said earlier, it's like obviously a lot of the perspective that we lend, well, 100% of the perspective that we lend is um, based just locally in the U.S., and we don't really get much outside perspective, obviously outside of Canada too. But um, I just think it's so unique and interesting to to hear about how uh, it's different from from one country to the next or one culture to the next.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, be safe, brother. We miss you. We love you. Can't wait to see you. Have fun, and uh, we'll talk to you in Paris.
3: Keep uh, keep doing a great job, Jared. I'm bummed I'm not there with you, but uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that things are going well. So I'll talk to you guys
0: soon. Thanks, man. I'm bummed too, but excited to see you. Have fun. We'll talk soon. Bye. Later, bud. God, that guy is such a good guy. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, he is. Every time I talk to Dean, I just get reminded of what a. I know this sounds weird, but he just comes off so pure. Like, just, doesn't he?
2: I just want him to find someone yeah, that makes like, him happy. I
0: want him to find someone that makes him happy. Yeah. I want to just hug him every time I see him. He's like a dog, but in the that's a, <laughs> the but no, this is the most it's the most endearing thing I could possibly say is that he just like gives off vibes like a puppy. He's always smiling, he's always happy. every time I talk to him, I'm just like, Dean, you just you God damn it, you're so adorable, you yeah. know? Am I no, the only one in this room that thinks this? No, I get it. Dean could show up at my door and look at me in the eyes and say, Easton, I just murdered your whole family. And I'd be like, oh, come here, you. Yeah, yeah get out. <laughs> Give me a hug. Come in for some meatloaf. I just made some. Yeah. It's just, it's he's amazing. Weird. He's a very endearing man.
2: I mean, he's endearing and I hate hugs, but I do hug Dean. Oh, so.
0: how can you not? Yeah. He doesn't even wash his hands. and I'm like, yes, you, you can touch me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, you know, shoulder rubs, all that good stuff. Um... So we don't have time for emails. We ran a little long today, but we're going to get to all your emails next week. So please tune in for that. Um, A big shout out to Patty Stanger for joining us today. That was amazing. Amazing. She was incredible. She gave so much insight. Uh, Big shout out to Greg Barrett and his wife, Amira. Amira. Uh, For joining us, Uh, they have their new book coming out August 22nd at the Book Soup in L.A. They're doing a book signing for their brand new book. So big shout out for them. Uh, Big shout out to Sugar Bear Hair. Uh, Definitely check out sugarbearhair.com slash help. Um, Yeah, for thick, luscious, healthy hair like we all want. I and didn't. all have because of sugar bear hair so big shout out to them big shout out to dean for calling us while he was in malaysia he's going to be in paris next week we definitely have to try to connect to him there while he's sitting beneath the, you know eiffel tower Ugh. and we're here in the studio in la uh big shout out to vanessa for doing her aunt think but joining us for the first 20 minutes of the segment we really appreciate that love you vanessa thank you erica thank you easton you guys are incredible please keep sending us your emails easton what is the email address one more time it's suck at Dating at iHeartMedia.com. Perfect. We have the emails from this week. We're going to read those next week, but please keep sending them. We love reading them. Those are the best part of the show for me. Uh, so tune in next week for an all new episode where hopefully we suck a little less. Woo. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.